Welcome to Creative Welly, episode 23. My name is DK, and you're joining us for Courageous Conversations with Bold Humans. In this episode, we get to meet and chat with Samantha Gadd, who is the founder and director of Humankind and the new EX Design School. Also with her is Fio Thu, founder and creative director of Fox & Co., these two entrepreneurs get chatting about everything from, obviously, business, startup, their background, and then we get into the good stuff like their learnings, their experience, the mistakes they've made, but also just what makes them do what they do. Big shout out to John O'Tucker over at Empire Films for producing the video podcast. You're listening to the audio podcast, obviously, at creativewelly.com. You can see the video. It's amazing. Anyway, John O'Tucker from Empire Films, thank you, and also big shout out to Dave David from Flashdog Studio, who hosts us for free at his wonderful studio here in Wellington. Enjoy this episode. Well, let's just flow into it, I yeah. think, in terms of <laughs> you mentioned about scaling up businesses and you're mm. both in, obviously, the business world. How would you describe what you do to people when you first meet them? You want to go first? What you do to people? What, how would you describe what you do to people oh, when you okay. meet them? <laughs> Not what you're going to do with yeah, people, yeah. Oh. but what you do. Sorry, my accent. How do you describe what you do? I am a creator, like content mm -hmm. creator. Um, basically, we create things that move, like <laughs> That's um, that move like emotionally, and also mm -hmm. we, we create motion. So yeah, people tell us like you know we we can turn um, idea into a visual goal that go, they can imagine that is possible. So that was a good, quite a good compliment. Mm. And I love your tagline, by the way, oh. on your website about oh. that emotion. Emotion maker, yeah, makers really of cool. emotion, makers of emotion, yep. yeah. which is really lovely. Right it's lovely. Whoever came up with that? Oh, thanks. It, it took a while yeah. to get there, and we, you know, we work with the um, copywriter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but basically, yeah, what we want to do is like, I don't just want to create the um eye candy you know like meaningless mm. yeah. uh, type of stuff so we, we want to create capture emotion mm. yeah. um although we are in the commercial space and you know doing pretty stuff but i think we just don't need to capture yeah. the emotion yeah that's yeah. No, it's a lovely descriptor mm -hmm. well done how yeah. would you describe what you do we help workplaces become more human-centered so we take an employee-centered approach to building better workplaces through employment relations, mm. people and culture, employee experience, that sort of stuff. So humankind is my kind of number one baby. And um, yeah, we work with organisations across New Zealand to build better workplaces. Pretty cool. And where does emotion fit with what you do? Fits super nicely. So <laughs> yeah. um, you know, everything we do is about how people feel at work. Okay. And we really consider how people feel in mm. all of the work that we do. Um, whether that's making some really tough decisions when organisations need to change mm -hmm. and helping leaders to execute that change with care and kindness and respect um, or implementing new frameworks or policies or um, you know, thinking about how an organisation is going to lead performance conversations or what leaders need to be thinking about mm -hmm. and doing in organisations. It's all about helping people feel better at work. So emotions are at the core of it really. So both yeah. of you work in that similar space then of human emotion. Mm. How do you know you've succeeded then? Mm. For us, it's about 
like happiness at work and right. the feedback that we get from the leaders that we're working with around their confidence and mm-hmm. how they're executing things in the workplace, but also from employees that are mm-hmm. maybe um, part of processes that we're leading or um, are at the receiving end or in the design of things that are going to impact them at work and their employee experience. Um, and then ultimately better business outcomes for our clients. And we've seen it ourselves because we practice what we preach at Humankind. So. You apply your own Absolutely. Yeah. methodologies and, and stuff. And I think you know, taking that approach to thinking about how people feel in the workplace has 100% transformed our business results at Humankind. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Is there a way to measure how people feel? Um, I mean, there's lots of different ways. If you want to mm-hmm. use some sort of engagement tools, or we right. use a tool called Joyous, which is um, founded by an awesome Kiwi entrepreneur, Mike Harden. And um, so we do regular pulse checks and asking right. people kind of questions about a variety of things across the employee experience. Mm-hmm. But I think you can ultimately measure it with your business outcomes. That's true. You know? Cool. Mm. What we're going to do is pause and we're going to move your mic. Okay, not good. Oh, my hair? No, that's not good. Yeah. It's just that this, ah. just this hair is getting in yeah. a little bit. Should I so lower the mic a little your, bit? That's what I was going to say. Could you move oh, your... Nice. Oh, how do you know? Do you get the signal? I, I kind of can sense through like a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> right. And plus, <laughs> plus he holds a laptop up with words on and he kind of, and I'm like, oh, okay, yes. Mike, right, yeah. No, so that, read. that was so subtle. That was cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I should have just said, yeah. no, I just know. Just, just feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. cool, but we we'll leave this in. By the way, we love all these kind of <laughs> juicy stuff. But the joyous, joyous is a metric. Mm. Joy is a metric, maybe as well, because mm. joy is a really a certain emotions are really kind of, I suppose, hard to first of all describe, let alone then turn into a metric. Mm. Or might be in silly and just say, no, actually, we can record most emotions. Mm. Am I being naive? Yeah. I mean, them? I love that name, joyous. Such mm. a great business name, isn't it? Great. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether it purely measures joy but um, the tool is actually all about continuous conversations in the workplace and continuous feedback and making sure that leaders understand Mm. how people are feeling and what's really cool about the tool that we really love is that it's all attributable feedback so it's not anonymous so if my team members are sort of giving um, particular questions scores and then they get asked why they gave that score I know who's given that answer, and I can re- and I can reply to them, and I expect you to reply and have a get into conversations gotcha. about different things. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Oh, right. yeah. And how do you you know when you've succeeded? Um, what you do? Yeah. So one, you know, we get the feedback from the client. Yeah. You know, so if you do a good job, then they always come back, mm. and also straight away you can see it when you uh, interact with them, and the fact that we create content, so you can kind of like. Go to the channel that they upload and read the comments and you know. Gotcha, of course. You, it's you, public. You, yeah, if you yeah. succeed or not, you know. If you got a lot of positive feedback about what we did, then you would see the positive com- comments. Mm. Yeah. And if we don't do well, then I mean, I have never come across negative comment, which is good. But yeah, you you will see it. You know, like uh, people. Of course, just, yeah. Yeah, people online are ruthless. They, yeah. <laughs> they can be brutal. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Generally, tell you. like, no feedback's probably what you don't want, right? You probably yeah, nothing like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite. Tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm interested in both your, your entrepreneurial journeys mm-hmm. um, and love to uncover a little bit about that, but also what you've learned because mm-hmm. you're both at a point now where you're kind of not 
I suppose established. I don't want to use that word because yeah. it comes along with some other things established. I mean, <laughs> I've finished. No, no, no. Yeah. But you've certainly learned. You, you, no, you're not starting yeah. then, I think is an easy yeah. way to mm -hmm. say it. So could you kind of summarize for those who don't know where you, how, your entrepreneurial journey, but also what you've learned mm -hmm. during that time? or the big juicy takeaways that someone mm. can steal? Yeah. Because I'm stealing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going, you can go. Um, my journey. So entrepreneurial journey actually started about 13-ish years ago. So I was pregnant with my first son, so that's how I can remember that um, date. He's about to turn 13. And I left my last permanent employed job, pregnant with him, and to set up a um, coaching business, which was called Sweeten. And that was my first business. And the first uh, week I was out on my own, someone from my network contacted me and said, oh, I've heard you, that you've left your job. Um, and I'd been, my, my career was in HR before that. Um, would you be able to come in and help me? I'm in a small business and we need a bit of help. Okay. And so I did. And then that kind of one thing turned into another. And um, I was doing coaching, but I also then ended up with a small portfolio of small businesses that I was helping with their HR. Um, and then in 20. 12, I, we decided really that there was quite a lot of demand for that and I just kept getting referrals to people and I had my second child by then as well and it was just busy and a juggle and really recognised that there was ability to scale that mm. because there was so much need um, but it was the wrong brand so rebranded and basically created HR Shop um, in April 2012 to support small and medium businesses with outsourced HR and that was nine and a half years ago. Um, and then the journey went so um, pretty early on, maybe three years in, we'd grown really fast. We were dual work fast 50, I think we're the fastest growing services business um, three years in in Wellington at that time, which was pretty cool. Um, my third child was born a year into the, the journey, so it was all a real juggle in those early mm. days. Um, but also recognised that our industry was really changing. So, um, you know, I'd called the business HR shop, but actually I was hearing a lot about this concept of employee experience. And I was like, what is employee experience? How is it different to HR? And the more I learned and the more I listened to and the more I read, I was like, this is the future of HR. And so embarked on a journey to rebrand HR shop to humankind, which was about six years ago. Um, and that kind of kicked off the next part of our journey. It was really exciting um, and, you know, I would say that's kind of where we are today is really an employee experience focused consultancy. Um, other aspects of my kind of business journey has been um, about four years ago I also launched a recruitment company mm -hmm. um, which we sort of spun out of humankind so we recognised our humankind clients really needed great recruitment services and we wanted to disrupt that model a little bit and provide our time and materials um, mm -hmm. costing and fee. And so um, we did, and my business partner, um, she joined Humankind, and we launched it out of Humankind, and I exited that completely at the beginning of last year. But Kin is just going gangbusters, a really successful business, and um, operating really well still in Wellington. Um, and then last year, for my sons, because clearly I'm an addict, um, I launched... Help, yeah. <laughs> I do need help. This is an intervention, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. Serial entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, that's such a funny title, way. But um, <laughs> I launched Employee Experience Design School, which is my next venture. It's mm. super exciting. Um, and I'm six weeks out of being the CEO for, from human, for Humankind, um, fully focused on EX Design School. At the moment, it's still a revenue stream in humankind, but it's about to come its, become its own company. Yeah. Um, and our aspiration is now to grow a global product. So um, 
watch this space. <laughs> um, yeah, Humankind has now got about 34 people and that's going really, really well. I think we've had 100% growth in the last two years. Wow, it's incredible. Insane. Um, just phenomenal team and I've just had so many amazing people work with me along the journey. Um, but lessons, mm-hmm. so many, I feel like I've learned Oh my gosh, so much. And I, I sometimes I'm like, I just want to stop learning. Because <laughs> when you're learning, it's generally like you've done something that you wouldn't want to repeat, aka made a mistake, you know? Yeah, it um, aches, yeah, yeah. the learning but process. I think like one of my biggest learnings is um, that everything only ever lasts for a moment. And so mm. when you're in a pit of despair or a real high, mm. you know that moment will pass. So kind of just just be in that moment and, 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 and it will pass. Mm. And I think that's really important because... You know, I've had so many tough times in my business journey with huge changes in the team. When we rebranded from HR Shop to Humankind, it was a really hard transition for the team. And I lost a lot of people that, you know, at that time we were like a group of friends um, and that was really hard. And, you know, but you get through it and actually you come out stronger the other side. And just like when you win a really big piece of work or everything's going super well financially, it's like don't rest on your laurels because, you know, will pass as well so yeah okay, everything lovely. only lasts for yeah. a moment is probably one of my biggest learnings great I, I have a question yeah do you have hr problems at hr show i mean we're not immune we we, we have a big mm. group of humans yeah. but we are desperately focused on our own inter- internal yeah. employee ex- internal employee mm-hmm. experience yeah yeah. Um, I wouldn't say we that? have HR problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not that you know. But we've yeah. definitely had our fair share of mm. um, you know all sorts of things like people yeah. resigning that you didn't expect that you were going to resign mm-hmm. and right. all that. And, and I remember like it was quite a moment when a real A player, I think it was about three years ago, came to me and resigned. She'd been offered this amazing opportunity, and I was so proud that I didn't cry because it was the first time that I didn't cry <laughs> out of all the people that have resigned. You know, I used to take yeah. every resignation so personally. And, um, yeah, so good. I'm glad I'm through that stage. And it's good for everyone else that I'm through that stage as well. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing your journey, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mine started, um, officially started in 2015. Mm-hmm. But that was the build-up of me wanting to do something different. Mm-hmm. So I've been in the creative um, industry, like, pretty much since graduated in 2007, um, so this is probably when you started your first business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, you know, that time, like, like, I was really into doing what I do, animation, visual design. Yeah. So super into it. And then at the point that you kind of reach out, okay, now you do all this stuff, you do this type of client, now what, you know? Yeah. So you, I started thinking, like, oh, maybe I should um, change something different. So, so I did, and I changed to a movie industry, start working with mm. digital and then yeah you you know i did work on these amazing films but at the same time like didn't give me this creative satisfaction mm. so along the time while i was doing that and like because every everyday tasks become like a um like you you know it's so repetitive that you mm. can just put it yourself on the autopilot right okay yeah so what i started doing is i started learning things new things like you know started with the photography learning and i, I started shooting uh, fashion shoots and things like that, and, cool. and even then, I was like, no, that's not what that, that what I want, you know. So mm-hmm. I started like listening to some lecture, like um, what is it, like Google, like talk and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So I started interest into startup industry. So that's when I started searching for startup 
um, community in um, Wellington, and I found Creative HQ and started mm-hmm. going to their events and whatnot, and joined the startup there in 2015, um, early 2015. Yeah. yeah, did that and did not go anywhere because you know I didn't. I mean, I was just following someone's lead, yeah. but at the same time, learned a lot, um, contact with a lot of people, yeah. and then this gave me the what I needed to like do a little push. Like, okay, mm-hmm. now it's time for me to start something, which I did, and I'm glad that I did. Um, so, yeah, September 2015, that's when I launched the uh, company, Fox & Co. Um, you know, that time I was running the business like a, pretty much like a freelancer, like, hey, I'm going to find another project, you know, yeah. find a couple of people to help me out, yeah. and, and then after like a few projects later, that's not what I want. I want to do something big, you know, meaningful. Um, Luckily, I got connected with the, um, my old friend who we used to do things together. Um, like, so maybe I need to go back 10 years ago. Like I, when I was starting the first, well, trying to enter the industry, I met someone. Um, um, now he's my business partner. So basically, the, the way we met was quite funny. I was sending my CV to every company in Wellington. And then they were, they weren't really hiring. They were, but mine was, wasn't shortlisted right, or anything. Okay. But he found the work that he was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So he, he contacted me if I could help out in his music video. I was like, okay, you know, Go. why not? <laughs> I just want to do whatever I can do to mm, enter yeah, the industry. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, long story short, you know, we did a few projects here and there. And then he moved to New York. And then he came back and reconnected after, a year after I started the company. Wow. And then he saw like, oh, you guys are doing this and this is, you know. So he was like, okay. And then he got connections in MTV. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then we started like getting some projects from um, outside New Zealand. Wow. And then, and since then, like we, you know, we slowly grew the company and then network outside New Zealand and start doing cool stuff. But yeah, what I learned <laughs> through that is a lot. <laughs> because I came from the creative background. I have zero knowledge in business. So I probably listened to about 200 books in, on Audible about anything wow. to do with the business and okay. leadership um, and marketing, everything, you know. Yeah. Especially like HR is something that I did not um, think that that would be the issue until we grew into the certain mm. stage and I like, started to realize that, oh, okay. The people, people stuff's <laughs> the hardest bit, yeah. <laughs> Not everyone thinks that you do, and not everyone is yeah. you, or you know, like a, yeah, mm. because sometimes like, I'm super passionate about doing this, and then I tend to forget, like, people are not the same. Not everyone's yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, because of that, running a few issues, have to let somebody go, it's because right. of the difference in, you know, uh, the way we see things and whatnot. And yeah, after that, what I realized is maybe I need to develop leadership, mm. not just business, you know. Um, yeah, that's where I focus on, like, I think early 2020. And basically, pretty much focus on the people well-being and try to focus on what I want. I put my attention towards what people want. Mm-hmm. And in return, is like, it's amazing because then people are happier and do better job and more creative. And, like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know it's how, how things shifted. You probably would know more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Not it's crazy. Not in going. Yeah, that's one thing, one of the stuff that you learn, other, other than, you know, a lot of stuff, right? Like, yeah. a, you know, financial cash flow, oh all the gosh. other little detail that you can get <laughs> yeah. into. Yeah. But, but yeah, no one told me that these were the thing, like, before you start. But on the hindsight, 
if I knew those would be the issue, I probably would never start it. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not easy. No. Yeah, and it's pretty lonely as well. Yeah. 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 That's mm. the challenge. I. I yeah. I have found in the past is that people don't realize the Herculean mm. effort when mm. you start yourself. Well, you've got your own entrepreneurial journey, so. Yeah. yeah. What's been your biggest learning? I don't know, because I, I, I've done a few different iterations of, mm. and I call myself a solopreneur now, rather than an entrepreneur. Yeah. Not that I don't play nice with others, because I really do. I like collaboration. Easier by yourself, though. But seriously, it's like, you know, I chase the creative whim. Like, this mm. is a perfect example. Um, TEDx is a perfect... Nobody was doing TEDx until I was mm. going on to it. And, and kind of had to be that push. You, only, you do need someone out ahead. Not, not like, lead in with stupid authority you know mm. where it's just like this yeah. is the way everybody yeah, yeah. i got the map but leading actually with humility saying yeah. i think this is the way and this is how to do it but after a while i think the biggest challenges i have is probably similar to yours is like when you have other people following behind your wick and you're still focused very much on the jazz hands that are, is you oh we're gonna do this again it's gonna be great and stuff <laughs> i mean like well that's that's really for me yeah. it's not for them and mm. actually i need to now bring them along with yeah. me and uh i've got that both wrong and right i think in the past um so if i were to start a new venture as in a proper grown-up business um I'm sure it'll happen again one day mm. i'd prob that would be something i take yeah. with me a lot this is not just about me it's got to be mm. yes about me you know put your own mask on before you help others yeah, but also yeah. you got to help others along as well really yeah. with them and and i suppose take their stories and mold it into yours so it becomes like a a, a kind of a, a choir of stories rather than mm. just a solo yeah, yeah totally so agree that would be the big thing i would take mm. away thank you for the ask mm. <laughs> yeah put me on the spot i love it <laughs> cool i wanted to just briefly come back to your journey from yeah, a perspective sure. of um, I, one of my questions to ask you was how did you get in with the MTVs, but now I know. Mm -hmm. But some of the stuff you've done is quite, if you think about where you are physically, where we are, right, in Wellington, and, and also the size of your company with the greatest respects, you're not a, a massive, you know, OMD or something, mm -hmm. right, doing big stuff. Um, to, to nail like the Slacks and the Googles and the MTVs of this world is quite, Brilliant, but also I was I was thinking from a, a lens of the founder lens. Was it quite um, nerve wracking when mm -hmm. you suddenly like nail these gigs and like oh shit we got to deliver on this <laughs> and now it's going to like how was the emotional journey for you when you started to secure these projects? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is like so every time I at the beginning you know of my journey every time I see this I got the email and like we got these brief. I just literally shut the computer. Of course, yeah, because uh, I, I would be the same. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole point of masking. Yeah. I'm fascinated by your. But take. at the same time, like um, since I beginning, like you know, since at the beginning of my journey, I always wanted to do cool stuff, like you know, yeah. this type of work, and and the only way to do, you know, to get your hands on these project is go outside of Wellington. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't leave then because of my, you know, visa issue and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So um, I waited and like, until I could leave. Yeah. By then, like, I already, you know, established as in like, um, you know, people I know and yeah. like not so much of the career. It's more like a, you have friends here, you already know the city and yeah. I, 
kind of feeling a little bit older. Like I, the last thing I wanted to do was like start again at a different place. Mm. So I was like, what's the harm in starting a com- company, you know, here? Yeah. And the goal is to like maybe if if I find the talent, so the goal is like to bring the like-minded people together like me, so that we can you know do something really cool and pitch to those companies um, outside of New Zealand. So I was like, maybe I'll give it a try. Um, was a harm in that? If it doesn't work, then I can pack my bag and you know, <laughs> mm, go, go there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, always a thing. So, But with COVID, do you think that has accelerated other people's expectations mm. of giving work to pe- people in other countries because oh, of yeah, the remote? Oh, yeah, definitely. It makes things a lot easier. So before, I'll probably say, like, you know, the rejection that you will get would be, oh, we got people studio down the road, or we got people down the road, yeah. why do I want to work with you? You're in a different location, yeah. or you're in a different time zone. Although, you know, when we were working on Slack, like, they were thinking ahead. You know, they, they, don't want, they want to break down the barrier of, like, uh, working with people across the time zone, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, across the location. So they were thinking ahead already, you know, these guys from Silicon Valley. That's kind um, of cool. yeah. So we started, I mean, we did the project in 2018, so, you know, the, the brief was like pretty much the clients is in New York and they want to work with the company studio, the furthest away from New York, which is like Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they want us to manage the, um, all the artists and talents around the globe. So we can't just even like work with people in Wellington or New Zealand. Wow, okay. We have to find people outside Wellington. In I didn't realize wow. that. Wow. So oh, wow. we wrangle up like all the network that we have, you know, people in um, Brazil, Chile, Argentina, um, Canada, Australia, oh. and then so we assign them different tasks, different part of animation, and try to produce the piece in like within five weeks or something, and oh. to and using Slack, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to communicate that. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. I've got like that. No, it's good, yeah. cool stories. But mm. I was just asking you about, mm. you know finding those gigs, but mm. you veered off into another area which I find interesting is like... Oh, sorry, this yeah, what you were saying was down the road. So, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it makes things a lot easier now because like, people have no choice, right? I mean, yeah. what I mean is like everyone's... I mean, last year, was people, a lot of people were in lockdown except yeah. Wellington and New Zealand. Yeah, 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 we were lucky. So for them, it's like they're very receptive of, mm-hmm. you know, just working with anybody, yeah. really. Like, especially, I think, New Zealand was under the really good light. Great brand. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So people are really curious about like working with New Zealand. Another thing I think is, um, you know, we have um, Witcher Digital doing amazing stuff. Mm. So for us, it's like doing similar things. Like, you know, they can kind of like, okay, you know, one, one, like when it comes to creativity and visual um, type of work, like they can think of Witcher first. Yeah, Yeah, they do, yeah. And then they're like, okay, maybe if, Waiters there, they must be good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a residual glow almost exactly, yeah. of just excellence, take it. That's right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of bask like in that glow and just thought, yeah, we're yeah. kind of yeah. associate. Well, your time at Weta, as I looked on your LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and I was like, seriously, I didn't know this about yeah. you. I've known you for a number of years mm-hmm. now, but I didn't know you worked on those certain films. Mm-hmm. And I know he's very specific yeah. in the rotor yeah. and and painting Pain and motion capture. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but still. It's like you what was Planet of the Apes and and some other things. Uh Hobbit, Tintin, uh and what was the other one? Avenger. 
the Avengers, mm. the first mm. Avengers movies, yeah? So what did you take away from that wetter experience that you now folded into your company, even if it was like, I'm not mm. doing it that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's a nice thing. So one thing we did do was like, so around the time that I was there, like, um, they bringing a lot of talented people mm. to, to Wellington. Like, so many talented artists around, around the world, they bring in to Wellington. Yeah. And then, um, you know, because of the, the it, it was like, stuff that you see on the film is like something that you have never imagined because these people are so talented, they can yeah, no, imagine right. things. So working with the best talented people is what I bring in right. uh, to my company. So for, for us to do our job well, like when we get the brief, once we established it, we were like, I need to work with this person. And gotcha. so we were like, although we don't know the person, we will reach them, that person out, you know, whatever that they may be, wherever mm. they may be, we will just reach out and say, cool, hey, can you do this stuff for us? Or, yeah. So that's what we do. And, and also the specialties, you know, like uh, roles and responsibility. Mm. So Awita, what they do well is like people take their roles really seriously and they, right. you know, they will like commit to what they do. Mm. Uh, like you can tell like there are people working like very, very long hours until... You know, mm. and they, they, and also they take pride in it. Like, yeah. like people are really proud of, like, you know, part of Wita family. Yeah. Um, so that's their brand presence that, like, you know, mm. people are, like, super proud of to be part of it. So that's why I learned, like, okay, when I started, like, I was like, okay, folks and go need to be brand. Mm. And that people, you know, proud to be part of. So yeah. those are the things I learned and applied oh. it to the, the company. They've done well establishing that brand idea, you know? Um, uh, yeah, you, you can kind of tell everyone. Um, so we got, like, so many swags, so many swag. <laughs> um, so, like, you will see every day people wearing different color yeah. hoodies or sweatshirts right. or T-shirts. With the logos on the back or whatever, oh, right? Friend, like, we have so many now, yeah. a tote bag, so, yeah. yeah. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool, yeah. It's kind of what Zero's doing too, eh? Like they provide everyone yeah. swag, so you know Zero employees because they're yeah. wearing the T-shirts or the caps or whatever they're doing. And is yeah. that like part, just culture building, right? I just think like so, that it's like pride in building their brand tribe and, 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 yeah, and yeah, building yeah. the tribe. Allegiance. Yeah. A lot of tech companies do it, I think, you know, the T-shirts yeah. and yeah. caps and whatever, sweaters, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Humankind doesn't have, you know, no, a I beanie. I can't imagine the Humankind <laughs> t-shirt. We did do a sports singlet at one point. All oh, right. I still wear mine. <laughs> didn't expect that. Yeah. Sports singlet. I think we were doing like specific. around the bays or something. Yeah. Right, you know? okay, so it was and purposeful. And I still wear mine, yeah. Right, yeah. so yeah. it was for a specific thing. Yeah. I mean, the trick is to like design something that they all want to wear. Like, I know, it's you know? cold, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so not so much of a like, you know, company brand just slept on no, it. Exactly. So you, you need yeah, to just gotta look. Yeah, what is a hard. cool fashion brand and then yeah. you kinda like, you know, take away what is yeah, what, yeah, what works and what, what doesn't work and yeah. apply to your own brand. Yeah. Yeah. That is cool. Mm-hmm. What about some of the things that you've learned in terms of, you know, your new venture? Like mm. could you share what you've been working on for the la- since lockdown and then yeah. what you're now gonna transition into full time? Because this is a new uh, chapter, right? New chapter. It's so exciting. I'm learning so much because it's it's online. So yeah. I've never done anything online. I've never been involved in a product business. All my experience have been in services. Mm. So this is like building something you, that you sell and you sell and you sell it again, you know? Um, and so I've learned so much from the technology platforms that we're hosting things on to how to build a good product to how to start fostering a community. I've never done community work. Mm. You'd be an expert in that. I should reach out to you and get some help at some point, DK. Mm. Um, 
So the community element's actually really awesome and we've got 50 people in the program now and all of them are just, well, a, a huge number of them are so engaged and, you know, real sort of, um, yeah, they're really excited about the program and how they're going to learn from it and apply the work. In fact, we had a call, we do a weekly call with anyone that's in the program. They can dial in each week just to get support or um, soundboard ideas and stuff. And a woman on a call a couple of weeks ago said that the program had changed her life. And I was like, oh, wow. oh my gosh. Oh, and I was like, I was working from home that day and my husband was in the room and he looked at me and he was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, so it's pretty. Keep it together, it's keep it together. I know, I was so excited. It's just pretty amazing though because what we're teaching is really transforming people's yeah. thinking. So so what is the product? Describe what yeah, the offer so is. Yeah, so Employee Experience Design School, it's, it's essentially an online program. Yeah. Um, it's 15 lessons that have downloadable resources with them. Um, but, I mean, there's lots of online courses on the market. I think what, what EX Design School does is it really, for people in our industry, so that are from the people in cultural or HR space or even in their operational people leaders, um, shows them how to take a completely different approach. So as a people leader, we don't need to have the answers. So, you know, mm. you're like, I've got HR problems. It's like, okay, well, it's not all on my shoulders to solve those. We need to believe that the solutions are sitting in the group of people that we're leading. So mm. um, one of our core beliefs at Humankind and with EX Design School is that the solutions we seek lie in the population we serve. So if we're mm. serving a group of employees, they will know what mm. they need and want and, and they'll know the answers. And so instead of wearing all the pressure to come up with a great and innovative answer that's going to really wow everyone. We teach people to t have a mindset to design with their people mm. and, you know, use empathy and listening and hear from people what they want and then co-design solutions. And just that change is just so transformational. So, um, How long did it take to put together that whole program? So the program essentially is the result of years of work at Humankind. Right. It's all of our methodology, ideas, mindsets, and, and it is definitely not my brain work. It is my whole team has contributed to the way we do things at Humankind. So the program itself what didn't take a huge amount of time to put together. I mean, there's a lot of hours being put into it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's the years of development and thinking and examples that we mm. provide during the program. Um, so yeah, it's it's exciting, and in terms of learning, just so much. Um, I think but you're the, fronting it, right? Yeah, well. I'm fronting it. How's that for you? It's interesting. I I, I know I have to front it to get it off the ground, mm -hmm. um, but I don't have any long term desire to front it yeah. in the long term. And the reason being is that, you know, I think there's people that are way smarter than me out there. So I I what I bring to the table is the the inspiration and the energy to get the business off the ground but then mm -hmm. I want to introduce human-centered design experts and experience experts and all people from different domains to bring their thinking in and share their thinking with the community because mm -hmm. you know I'm only one small brain like I think there's lots of uh -huh. other brains out there that can add value yeah how was the uh this process of videoing and stuff was that oh, okay yeah. for you? I mean, I, you I, mean like... I don't love like speaking uh -huh. to the camera, you know. I think that's, I don't think as soon as you get in front of a camera, it's like, <laughs> and in fact, I'm pretty thing. sure John, I right. would tell, tell, tell everyone here that it wasn't until Shadow enabled me to use some kind of cue, the cue cards or like yeah, the yeah. iPad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would have been there literally well, for three days. Teleprompter. <laughs> I would have been there for three days if I hadn't had that. Right. Like it just was so yeah. quick once I had that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think side, if, if you role. just if this sort of conversation, I'm yeah, you know, it's I can fine, speak right? so yeah. easily, but it's not until you have to say exact words in the exact order and those exact sentences, and then you're like, right. oh, it's you not know? easy. <laughs> no. No. no, no, freeze. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, you have yeah. a new respect for actors and stuff then, yeah. don't you? Because oh it's not just about saying the lines, it's saying them with intention yeah. or uh, emotion or stresses, like intonation mm -hmm. of, this is a good thing versus this is a good thing, yeah. confusingly, you know, oh, exactly. to stress certain things. So, And I'm best when it's just natural, you know. Pardon? I'm best when it's just natural, right, like you're okay, having a conversation right. rather than yeah. pre-prepared. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so learning lots. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I think the community building is the, the future of the business. Like, yeah, I'd yeah, love to have a chat about that. Yeah, because uh, I've seen a lot of um, people in my industries are doing that as well, especially mm. like they're people in the branding industry, like they're building their own community. Oh, cool. um, even like I'm part of um, a member for, what is it, like a studio owner. So, mm, cool. so my mentor who, who is in the state has a similar sort of type of business. So he pretty much productized his knowledge into a, a not package, you know, like a, into a how do you, course or program? Pro, yeah, program yeah. is the yeah. right word. Yeah. <laughs> program that can be applied into the studio like ours, and all these owners can sort of like you know cool. take the knowledge and apply it however they see fit. So we do have the weekly catch-up call oh, cool. and then so two two calls per week so one is more of like a people are just bringing their sort of like a problem they're having that just more of a conversational yep. and even the solving the problem like the person don't have all the answer mm. like there's a community having another person helping you solve the problem really totally. they were like oh we have this issue similar but i solved this way yeah and another person chime in so like it's really cool you know then like industry that once was like a super protective of you know the all the eh? intellectual yeah. properties yeah. and now it's like a open and like you know, sharing and like get to the point that you're like oh we start sharing their pitch deck and you know like cool. pricing and all that stuff so now because we are we're quite open and honest about how we operate our business because of the client cannot take advantage of yeah. like, you know whatever that is right timing or pricing or yep. anything you know so that that's really helps the industry grow as a whole. I love that, yeah, yeah, I love that. Mm, really I'm cool. fascinated when you do strip away and become more transparent about yeah. timing, pricing, and all yeah. other things. What makes the other person go yes to you mm -hmm. or the person? Mm. Is it about relationships then? Is it about, Definitely. you know, mm -hmm. that's what I would come and back to. It's like and culture. Yeah, and, yeah but also yeah. those, you know, un trackable things like trust yeah yeah they were not like i mm. i've worked and they go above and beyond or i know they'll do it right mm -hmm. in the yeah. way that i want and or alignment of um purpose or values i think is yeah, yeah, that's as well. Well. Yeah, you know yeah. like there's a lot of people that can do hr consulting but we now have really large clients come into us saying that you know we want to take a human-centered approach and we've mm. we've been beating on our drum for so <laughs> long about humanity at work it's our yeah. purpose humanity yeah. at work humanity at work and now we're getting clients that come to us because they really want to take that approach. They align with that, which is mm. just so cool when we have those conversations. How does that manifest man humanity at work? Have you got like principles, mm. like five things that evoke humanity that? Humanity at work. I mean, it's, no, we don't have principles necessarily, but um, our methodology kind of backs it. Right. So taking an employee-centered approach and always when we're working with organisations and leaders, mm. sort of bringing in the employee perspective, because I think we, as leaders and organisations, we can get really tied up in what does the organisation need and almost forget mm. about how it might feel for employees. Gotcha. So we really so you bring give that, a, a bring new that. lens almost. Yep. That's fascinating, because it's yeah. like almost responding to a brief that you might get mm. from a client, right? And coming out through their lens, but also them 
bringing your own lens to it as well mm. and responding appropriately, giving them maybe steering them in a way they never yeah. thought about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's that creative act, I suppose. Totally. That's pretty much mm. it. Yeah. yeah. I did have a question about listening to what you're developing in terms of the online courses and material mm. and program. Uh, the amount of content online now around your industry, the motion graphic design space, not just YouTube, how do you do X, right? With Blender or whatever it is. Um, but also people like on Skillshare selling, mm. look, I've been in this so industry for 12 years. Yeah. This is what I've been doing. Um, have you ever thought about doing anything like that as a company, like spinning off your internal knowledge and packaging an app online? Um, so we are currently developing, not in the sort of coach coaching community or anything, okay. but we're developing product that we can, um, it will help the social media marketing. Oh. So basically, in the nutshell, the product is like we, because we got all the brief for, you know, all sorts of work, yeah. especially in the promo and advertising. But at the end of the day, like whatever we produce is pretty much similar one from another. Doesn't matter where the brief began, the execution ended up being the same. It just dropped down to the part. So we were like, okay, why don't we design something that cut out all these mumbo jumbo from the mm. client brief and, you know, just That's pretty true. much like take it to the execution because at the end of the day, like in the social media, you know, like it's just a one scroll away yeah. and you forget it. Like, oh yeah, gosh. so media. It's so yeah. hard to get that traction, Exactly. Yeah. So no need to take things super seriously anymore. It's more about testing the user engagement and whatnot. Yeah. And the base, once you get the feedback, then you can start developing. Iteration, the, iteration. Iterating yeah. what right. works. Mm. So this is what we came up with to help the, the, uh, the client, like small to medium business. Uh, so it's been in the development like since, you know, the last lockdown. Is and that right? Yeah, we couldn't just launch it because, well, one, we're not ready yet. Okay. Two, so we've just been super busy like yeah. <laughs> that this one, it just, you know, put aside. And so, so it's a nice problem. It is a nice problem, but, so but the thing is that time is also ticking as yeah. well. Because if we don't launch it in time, it's yeah. just going to be a, you know, like a, a thing in the past. Like Another we're going to miss the boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my goal is to like launch it by the end of the year. Okay. It's supposed to launch at the beginning of the year We've now. We've heard it here. Only, yeah. It's only also on video now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that means it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's contractual. Mm. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 But, well, you know, but coming back to the um, those video clips and coaching mm -hmm. things is. Yeah, it's so much work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we have capacity. It is, it is yeah. actually a huge amount of work. And yeah. also, yeah, like, I'm not the person that who like to be in front of cameras and doing these things, they you want, know? Yeah. Yeah, you, you need to inspire other, others, uh, which is difficult. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of that. Uh, mm. I'm doing a lot of work with clients online, how to present, engage. Yeah, that's online. exactly what you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, some of it. And, yeah. uh, and it's fun to see how much traction you can get mm. on just lighting, camera height, and all these other things. But again, it also does come back to the human individual in front of that camera. If they look pained, in other words, yeah. if they look awkward and stuff, that like you feel awkward for them. So you, because we're empathy machines, right? Mm. So we feel what they're feeling or exuding mm. out. Right. So a lot of my time is going, do you realize that you, you're coming across this way? Didn't realize just what I'm feeling, but mm. I thought I was, yeah, but it's, <laughs> Can't hide it, but it's not theatre. You can also no. um, develop that as a little mm. muscle. It's like okay, over time, I'll just get better at it. So I've got a question about that then, actually, mm -hmm. because we've we've been having this discussion at Humankinds, where you know sometimes on our social media, we'll um, and I did one today actually, because we're looking for a couple of new people to join Humankind. So I just did cool. a quick video on LinkedIn to talk about our hiring. 
But honestly, I'm pretty much the only one at Humankind that would be willing to do that. Everyone's Seriously? like, I don't want to do it. And it's yeah. totally fair enough. It's not for everyone. Okay. But how do we, how do we build that muscle? Yeah. Bring DK in, maybe. <laughs> no, I would say expose, like, it's, it's a, an exposure skill. Because, I mean, it's, I, I don't like doing it either. I don't think right. anyone likes doing it. I don't think anybody it, really, really likes it unless you're, again... How do you again, get that like, initial confidence just to kind of give it a go in your own way? Because also I think people see that. the way I do it and I think that just totally freaks them out. They're like, well, I'm not, oh, yeah. not going to be doing it like Sam and I wouldn't want them to do it like me. I'd uh-huh. love them to bring their own uniqueness yeah. to that. But you'll never find the uniqueness or the style or whatever unless you do it. Yeah. Just the chicken and egg, right? Yeah. Unless you start doing it, you will know what you don't like or what can change about True. it or trial in it, right? So the similar stuff, when back in the day when I used to run a company uh, in the social media space, in 2006, I started my first, second company at that mm. point, uh, building capability in organizations around social media. Oh, yeah, so cool. getting people to literally blog, right? Not even video yeah. or even audio, right, even though yeah. we were podcasting, doing videos at that point. Um, we were just getting people to blog. And even then, people there was this freeze. like, well, I don't yeah. know what to say. I, I'm yeah. not a very good writer. And it's like, no, it's the metacognition that goes into it. Thinking about what you're thinking about, mm. putting it down in words, getting it out there. And the thing I used to coach some people on is like, start a blog tomorrow. Don't tell anybody. Mm. Mark it private. Mm. So this is not... For the world. This is you, like you say, developing a muscle. You don't like Mm. just go out and say, I've got muscle. You've got to develop it. You (laughs) you know, you put the hours in, in a gym, usually with nobody around because, you know, but you build it up over time so you feel confident to get your top Mm. off on the the beach. And then you're like, yeah, i got muscles. But that was a result of something that you've been doing for ages. So when it comes to getting people in front of the camera, no, don't do it if you're not comfortable, but do it. But just don't publish it. Yeah, that's so a good idea. trial it, and that's a great like every idea. every you know, I used to do um, get people to present. Uh, so I used, the media snack is the company I was just mentioning. We used to have a quarterly because we were a remote company, even though back then they weren't a remote company. <laughs> so I was employing six other seven other people around the UK. Wow. We used to come together uh, every quarter in my flat in Cardiff. And we used to have a day together and we used to all present on something that we've learned in terms of technology or online. Oh, everybody oh. had the same amount of time uh, to present and stuff like that. But not everybody was a presenter. Yep. But that wasn't the point. It yep. was like it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. It was just getting people up, you. getting them vocal. Mm. And it's the same with public speaking mm. being online. Mm. It's an exposure skill. Mm. Like the more you do it, the more comfortable you suddenly see the red light comes on. Oh yeah, I'm doing this again. Also, I know that because it's not streaming, if I fuck up, I can just press stop. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. don't even have to rewind. I was going to say rewind and start again. Nope, just like start again, start again, I think, start like, again. If I think back to kind of when I started doing that sort of stuff, you know, I totally cringe if I ever see anything I did even a couple of years ago. I'm like, whoa. But you, it was kind of out of necessity. I was like, <laughs> I need to get cut through. I need this to work. I need this to not fail. <laughs> so, you know, you just go, oh, God, I hate this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And so it's just building up that confidence yeah. around that. And I would love to see, you know, more of my team, more yeah. more people kind of like putting themselves out there and growing their personal brands as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, I also, I also right? believe that yeah. it's not for everybody yeah. and, and that's totally cool. But if people kind of 
sort of want to and are nervous. I'm yeah. like, what's the first step? But I, I love that, just you, giving it a You can also, sorry, sorry. I was just going to, one more comment and then definitely want to hear from you. You can also do it in a way where they're not on camera. Yeah. So there's plenty of apps now out there, which you would probably know more than me, you know, of animations, they put the voice to it and it moves, right? <laughs> yeah, That's cool, cute. Yeah. But also, they can also, with Canva and stuff mm. like that, create beautiful mm. little... Um, infographics or videos of just text flying in cool. and they can do the audio on top of that so they're not the, yeah, the, the yeah. human yeah, but their it. human voice is over the top mm. so it's like low-hanging fruits right and get them mm. to step up yeah. sorry dude. no that's pretty much what i was going to say ah. to answer to well. <laughs> you like <laughs> like uh, you know sorry. In, in the real estate where you will see people face on the billboard yeah i'm pretty sure like they're all the same you know nobody wants their face on their like, <laughs> yeah. like, good point but but the thing is if you turn this into a culture of like yeah. you know then things will change like yeah. you know later on like so the next person will come and like i want my face to be on the board because like <laughs> yeah, this person cool. on the board right like, so i need to get these targets so i'll be on the board so yeah. once you start change the whole company culture to do yeah, that that's but, a really cool idea but i'm saying that it, it is hard because we live in wellington and people are very conscious about like getting shit from their friends. I know. You know, like, and yeah. also they're so conscious of like, if it's not perfect, I don't want to post it. Yeah. And I, I, the, you know, when you asked about X Design School, me fronting it, I, I'm desperate to like pump up the, the profiles of mm. my team mm. through that. That'd be mm. really cool. Yeah. yeah. But also, I can imagine not many of them are going to want to like. Straight away, they'd be like, <laughs> mm. no, that's that, again format, right? Yeah. So you could say, look, I don't want you to front it. But we'll do a video together in conversation totally. with. I think that's a so great then idea. it's like a bit of a hand holding. Yeah. And it's more like, yeah, it's recording, but talk to me. Yeah. Mm. The cameras aren't there. Yeah, right? Just yeah. like this is an so experience. Yeah. You know, and there's all different ways different of ways, getting so. people to participate without yeah. getting them to go hold the camera up to your face. Mm. You know? Um, totally. And get their knowledge and wisdom out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and and in one way, like you're mentioning, celebratory, right? Yeah. Uh, um, and humanizing humankind. I know, I know uh, it has well. to be the humans, right? But <laughs> yeah. I think there's such a thing, you know, especially yeah. in Wellington, like we're so yeah, scared of yeah. kind of yeah. putting the head up and, yeah. and getting shot down. Yeah. Mm. It is a conservativeness to New yeah. Zealand, yeah. Yeah. I've noticed. And, uh, Top of the syndrome, right? <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah. It is a real thing, yeah. for sure. It's not only that, like I, I, I've got a, when I do my little master classes about mm. public speaking, I've got a slide in there, right? where I illustrate that I got 300 people, strangers, to dance with me, right? And I saw a proper story. It really happened, oh, right? So cool. But it was all about telling the right stories mm. in the right contexts. If you tell the right stories in the right context, literally you can move people yeah, to dance with you, true. right? Mm. So that I'm trying to tell a nice story and an arc to it. However, I do also say in that talk, culturally, it depends where you are. Because if I did that talk that you're now seeing with people dancing, mm in New Zealand or the UK, I don't think I could have got that many people to mm. dance with me because there's a, a slight conservativeness. Because yeah. I was in America. Oh, yeah. 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 Americans right. are there, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, let's do shit. They're more right? vocal than so confident. Yeah. So confident. So at the beginning, you were asking, like, what do you do? We both like been in the business for long and like we yeah. still cannot ace it. But usually, like, you know, someone straight out of unique and like just really ace mm. like what they're doing. What their vision like? The Americans are so good at selling themselves. They just, are. It's just in their 
cultural or natural. And we need to get better at it because if we're we going we, to compete globally. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Imagine like, yeah, like the answer that I gave you, I'm, you know, standing in front of Fortune 500. Yeah. I, I won't get a cent. <laughs> and that's a shame because yeah. not everybody's good at this and they yeah. shouldn't be, right? Exactly. But you're right about the culture and, yeah. and uh, about Americans. Mm-hmm. And if you think about why Americans are good at speaking mm. um, and why we think of Americans as loud, we do globally yeah. you go around the world Americans yeah, yeah. are loud and it's like yes but or yes and because they they're not loud they just don't fear their voice mm. now that's a huge mm. distinction mm. because culturally they're taught as a very young age yeah. the constitution and the first yeah. bit of that constitution, the freedom to have voice yeah. <gasps> so it's built so in straight away mm-hmm. le- the legal side of it and then secondly they get from a very young age you to stand up in front of your class yeah. give like book reports and they got debate classes and things oh, yeah. like that and and even like like high school debates where they compete against who's the best debater i don't know about you but when i grew up it was nothing of oh, that i, I avoided that i literally picked my university courses for the ones that i did not have to stand in front of the room would you believe that like <laughs> I, wow. I would be like i'd go through the prospectus and i'd be like that no, you have to do a presentation, not doing that class. Right, <laughs> and now I speak all the time, but yeah. I was petrified. And it's yeah. the one big thing I think we, we can do for young people is give them give agency, them which is voice, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying everybody should be able to speak in front of people. They no. don't know. No, no, it's not everybody's thing. But you should be at least competent in uh, owning your own voice and Absolutely. having voice, yeah. right? And it might not come out like this as a voice mm. as well. It could come out through dance, right? Mm. That's your voice or yeah. music or drawing or something. Mm-hmm. It I feel like be. I know my, my eldest is into dance and right. so he's 12 and so many times he's just floored me with his confidence so he gets up at the school talent show, the only kid doing dancing, wow. all boys and he dances on a stage in front of hundreds of people and I'm like and half of it's kind of just made up on the spot I'm like, no way, it's just proper like modern dance then, yeah, yeah. It's super not like confident a... <laughs> like where did he get that from because I was not like that at his age but it's so cool. Yeah, I couldn't do that. No. God, no. I still couldn't do that. No way. <laughs> it takes talent too, and I don't have yeah. any of that. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, young people these days, they're not afraid to be like, no. you know, doing TikToking and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, mm. they, they don't think, oh, I don't know, they don't take them so seriously like we do, yeah. which we shouldn't do that either, but I don't yeah. know why we did. Yeah, so, yeah good point. <laughs> you know. It's true. Well, there's also the inf- effect, sorry, mm. of TED. I think that mm. I talk about this again in some stuff I do around the TED effect. Some of my clients. What I mean by that is the TED talks, TEDx, and has mm. uh, permeated our culture. Yeah. We kind of know what a TED talk mm-hmm. or have seen a TEDx talk. And we didn't have that when we were young. You no, know, and we didn't even have that ten years ago. Yeah. So think about it. It's yeah. only been in the exactly. last kind of ten, eight, mm-hmm. six years that it's yep. really permeated yep. our culture. So what's that done is we've all now been. Uh, aware of what a good presentation is now looks like. Yeah. We now know what excellence looks like. But it's had an adverse effect then on people who aren't that confident because they're like, I can't do that. Like, yeah, because also I don't think people realise that to do a TED Talk, it is Takes extreme training. Takes a lot training. of time. Yeah, because yeah, it's a particular yeah, type of like style. Yeah, it's like five months of Depends, who, like we put all our speakers at TEDx Wellington through a five-week oh, yeah. five experience. Sorry. But still, yeah. five weeks of training. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and that's yeah. just that shared experience. And then it's the stuff that you do. 18 is the maximum, yeah. but, and it depends on your talk. We've had people speaking for five. We've had speaking, mm. people speaking for 18. Mm. Usually the average is about 12 to 14. Mm. That's the sweet spot. So cool. 
and get so much in it. Mm. But you're right if you think about how that affects then confidence and things mm. like that. But it's also we're of a generation where we have seen that up here, whereas younger people have al always They've seen always it. it. Yeah. So therefore, that's what you do. Yeah. You get up and mm. talk in front of audience, mm. or that's what good looks like. Yeah, you've got to stand without yeah. a script <laughs> and then speak. It's like, well, yeah, you can do that once you know how. It's a total trick. It's real yeah, fun. I do agree with that. So at the beginning of you know the company, I gave myself a creative director title, but I was <laughs> I feel like imposter just because like okay. Because, you know, when you look at, for example, I don't know whether you've seen Mad, Mad Men um, TV series. Yeah, yeah. So I went into the business book come and I was like, hey, I'm really scared to present my ideas to in front of people. Mm. He's like, why? I was like, well, English is my second language. So mm. he was like, no, you speak good English. No, what is it? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, when I look at, you know, program like Mad Men, don't rape a present. Really? Right. It's like, you are comparing yeah, yourself. It's not the best <laughs> a fictional character as yeah, well, yeah. right? Uh, obviously, you know, looking looking back, that's a funny thing. But right, yeah. but that's that's what time, that, that, that was real. Know, yeah. That was I thought like that's what I need to do in front of a client. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a wow. humanness is missing because no you wonder know, you were freaking out. <laughs> yeah, if you you're know? holding that up as your yeah, barometer. Yeah, exactly. Of then once you start to realize that all these like even like you know mm. award-winning creators, right, they were messed up and all that mm. stuff. Yeah. Started to realize that okay, that's okay to just yeah. you know forget a slide or whatever. Like it's better to be human than totally. you know just be a perfect. And I dog. also be believe <laughs> that in the creative industries like you're in, yeah. you can almost rely on your work mm -hmm. doing all the speaking mm. yeah. versus you doing all this because they're not hiring you for your talking ability. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're hiring you for this whatever mm -hmm. you're putting up behind you, right, or yeah. or inc inciting them with, mm -hmm. and that's what really is. Okay, yeah. yeah, he's not a great communicator in terms of his confidence a bit, but. Look at his work. It's amazing. Yeah. Exactly what we need, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to get sales. Versus someone, you know, going to buy someone to go out and sell. You need mm -hmm. them to stand and <laughs> be sell. amazing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very different. Mm. Yeah. Which I do admire them sometimes. Like, you know, you, yeah, you, you go still to. Pitch? No, no. Yeah. What I mean was, like, you go to the. Um, what is, what's it called? Home and Garden Show. There will be, like, someone just, like, holding himself and trying to sell that item. That's, yeah, that's a yeah, skill, yeah. man. The expos, right? Yeah. And the exhibitions and stuff. That's yeah, a skill I can't, that you, I can't you, even do you, that. Yeah, so. you have to gather wow. the people, have their attention constantly on yeah. you, and then sell the product. That's yeah, no, I couldn't do that either. No, no, no. way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Not hard. Not a future cultivate. career for any of us. No, we, we'll not start one out. <laughs> no. I think we'll be, we'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm interested also in, are you a local lass? You are from yeah, Wellington? Yeah, Wellington, born and bred. Born and bred, oh, wow. Not many. And do you know what? It's even weirder. I've actually never lived anywhere else. Oh, wow. In okay, 41 so you, years, you yeah. studied here as well. and, and Yeah, okay. I met my husband here. And now we've got a family here. That's awesome. And businesses. Yeah. And businesses. Have yeah. you ever thought about going somewhere? Or? Yeah, yeah, many times. But okay. it's just never been the right time. And probably until like now, I would have mm. some okay. more flexibility. But also... I know we were about to start doing a bit of travel yeah. with our kids and then, oh, no. you know, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real bummer. But um, but also I've got parents here. My husband's got parents here. Right. And so extended family the with kids the kids are, are really amazing, involved right? in their communities. And, you know, so right. um, we're pretty happy living here. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would definitely love to live somewhere else, but we'll right. see. Where would it Never, be? 
don't know. I've got <laughs> lots of places. I mean, there's lots of places I want to go. I've never even been to New York. I really want to okay. go to New York. Uh, there's places in Australia I could imagine living. Um, I could live in Queenstown. Nice. I, there's places in Europe I'd love to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all over. What about you? Um, Are you happy here? Well, I... <laughs> I mean, I've been in Wellington since 2002. Yeah. Um, okay. But I have lived in like many different places mm. when I was young as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear from my accent that you know I'm not from here. Yeah, you're Welsh, uh, right? Like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from Burma, Southeast wow, Asia. Oh, mm. cool. Um, I came here to study, um, well, high school and then mm. elite to university. And I was like, I'm going to go back after you know, it did not happen. Because you did have plans to go back. I did, yeah. In your brain, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah, to go back. I'm gonna go back you what know. kept you here? Well, I realized that, you know, after I graduated, um, there's no future there mm. w- for what I want to do. Mm. Not future there, you know. Like mm. a, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah so the, the industry is here. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe I should just give it a chance, you know, see if I make it. And I didn't just and stay here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, looking back. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I have dreamed about, yeah, like you as well, you know, like mm. moving to like London or LA mm. or New mm. York, um, something like that. And actually at the, so before I launched Fox & Go, I seriously considered moving to Sydney wow, cool. at the time. Yeah, I love Sydney as well. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll move there. And then something suddenly changed my mind. I was like, no, I'm going to say Yeah. And now you're settled and you're happy to be in Wellington. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Actually, it's, it's better to start a business here. Yeah, it's a great place to start than anywhere else. But just mm. because like everything's so, you know, convenient, like mm. pe- people are nice and you it just everything you need is here. I agree. And and also some reason like because you know I, I organize meetup and motion for motion design and all That's that right. stuff. Wellington Motion Group yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we I mean everyone um Fox and Co are connect through Meetup. One way or another. Oh, right, okay. And, and also, like, we we are a team of international people. We we only have two, like, Kiwi who are born and bred yeah, in wow. Wellington, and the rest of them are just all international people, uh, which is quite cool because because the, the team is so diverse, mm. and, like, everyone can sort of mm. understand, you know, like, uh, each other. I mean, it's very curious to learn from each other, and, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we celebrate that sometimes, yeah, you know. Cool. Like, yeah. Definitely you celebrate right. differences, but yeah. in that you celebrate the commonalities, right? Because exactly. we're all different, so mm. therefore we're all the same. Yeah, I mean, we're all from like different parts of the world. For some yeah. reason, like, we meet in this little yeah. town, yeah. Wellington, and also, you know, having passion for the same thing, vision for the same thing. We're yeah. just like, me here. It's like, wow. <laughs> and I also know that you're settled because of little Harlequin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the little pug dog. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't know you had a child, but we're talking about a fur baby here. Yeah, yeah, I I have a fur baby. I haven't got a child yet. Very cute. Dog. A pug, did you say? A pug, yeah. Oh, cute. My boys would love that, yeah. yeah. They all desperately want a dog, and they're not getting a dog. But we are about to get a kitten. I'm very excited about that. I mean, you can make that the average of celebrity, you know. Yeah. I wish that I had the dog and the baby together. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, but Harlequin, Harley. How do you call him Harley? Yeah, you call we him call him Harley, Harley for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Only call him Harlequin when he's done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Harlequin. Yeah. But I like it. he's on, even on your website. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's so very cool. cute. 
Very yeah. good, Doug. Your Welly uh, meetup group, uh, was that started by you? Did yeah, you, yeah. You I started in 2013 or 2014. I don't remember. Oh, wow. Right, that far back. Yeah, oh, wow. it's been, yeah, again, you know, that's the only way to bring the like-minded people together. Yeah. yeah. Because that, actually there wasn't like really an industry for what we do here, mm. here in Wellington. Like there's a big visual effects and mm. they're like some that's you know, like advertising. Yeah, yeah. And, I thought they'd be running it all yeah. up there, you know. But there's just, no but, such no. thing for things that we do. It's oh. a, such a niche thing. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, so I was like, maybe, you know, start a meetup so that I can meet people who, who like the same do. thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How many meet up and how many part of the group? Um, so every, well, we try to host a meetup every, once every six weeks. Yeah. So we try to do that. And this year we try to do it every month, actually. Right. Wow. And we did until the lockdown happened. <laughs> um, so have about like around 30 to 40 people show up. Great. That's um, awesome. And we alternate places. So one time we at at our office where people can sort of present stuff, whatever they're working on, whatever they probably share. All right, so it's not just a meetup; it's also a sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a yeah. So we have show, show and tell and segment yeah, gotcha. that people can come and share. Um, and then one time, so every second month we do at the local pub, so that we can have the local business, you know, like bring the customer to the local pub and yeah, just, you nice. know. Yeah, uh, help them out. So yeah, it's been going quite nicely. We That's have good. good mix of people, awesome. like half student, half industry people, and, and also like half from different industry who are just curious about yeah. what we do. And yeah, it's quite good. So in terms of you've been in, in the industry for let's just say twenty years because you were studying around that time <laughs> yeah. as well, which you would be playing, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm I'm interested in the technology and the software side. Sorry to be a bit nerdy, no. mm. but. <laughs> fascinated about like how technology has changed especially because mm. you were yeah. doing all the rotor kind mm. of uh, what do you call it the screen capture Video visual production. Yeah, yeah thank you um and that was cutting edge at the mm-hmm. time wasn't it you know the little yep. dots on people's faces mm-hmm. and bodies and stuff yep. but you know that was 15 years ago now or whatever it was yeah. 10 years ago something like that sorry when it first ago. started uh, yeah become oh, when it started probably 15 years ago yeah, yeah but yeah. it became like well you were gone mm-hmm. 10 years ago nearly mm-hmm. like but now, what software are you using and the technology, and where do you see it going? Um, so we're still pretty much using the sort of s- standard software. Okay. But at the same time, like, we are trying to start bringing these cutting-edge software like Unreal technology to our everyday job. So Unreal, Unreal the Unreal engine, engine. So it's a game engine. video game. Yeah, so you know the Mandalorian, um, yeah. right? So they shoot everything um, on set, and you, know, you don't need green screen anymore. Exactly. That's like that. the, the 270 degree yeah, yeah. stage. And so, but the, the, the best thing about it is, I say, this type of technologies were only accessible to big companies back in the day because yeah. of the price entry, so the price. Yeah, it costs so much. And also, it needs like a team of 10 to 20 people to run it. Now, okay. like we, we do have the same access to, you know, and maybe in a smaller scale, but right, yeah. the result is pretty much the same. So, we started applying the motion te- capture technology. Um, virtual production technology to for the things that we do every day. Yeah, you do. Um, right. So, but definitely, like the the gap is so much narrower now. Mm, the entry level cool. is, um, and also I wouldn't say easier, but once you know what you're doing and you can focus on it, then definitely um, say before, we, if you want to make it in the industry, for example, you have to shadow somebody who is doing that. You know, like. Uh, you have to start from the internship, you know, getting coffee. Really? And, yeah, yeah. Know, like, and then maybe even, like, to practice software, for example. I hear, like, some people say, oh, they have to wait until the senior people go home and, and then when the machine is available, that's where they oh, go wow. and tinker to 
to to do that. Now you know any graduates or like people like never access. Yeah, people at university. If you have a computer, you have access to it. Right. And wow. Everything is open source, so the playing field is level now. Mm. You know, That's awesome. which is awesome. At the same time, you know, scary because everything is right. changing. Yeah, mm. things are evolving so much quicker than you can comprehend. Like mm. we we do joke about it. Like for example, like oh my god, you know. Here we we do things learning every day. Mm. Like if we were to like study at a medical, then we could be a surgeon right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No doubt, three Good times point. over probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's, yeah. that's how quick the technology. We just have yeah. to keep up with it like wow. every day. Have that, you seen yeah. feedback loops almost in terms of like ah? Oh, reflecting back five years ago mm. if we did the same thing mm. it would have taken us like three weeks for example to oh, render or something yeah. now it only takes us three hours do you see that happening as well the pace so of change that the funny thing is like so technology involved and also quality increase and people expectation increase so whatever we did right. five okay. years ago how many times it takes now yeah. even longer because of the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> increase they're in moving quality. their expectations <laughs> up with it exactly <laughs> Damn. Damn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no benefit. You can't win. <laughs> like a chasing you know? tail, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, As it gets faster, yeah. people's expectations go up and they want more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. The good example with them, if you look at the game, video game, right? Yeah. Or the mobile game, for example, when you look at Maybe, these quality yeah. five years ago, they look like crap. Yeah. Now how good the resolution on your, just on your mobile. Mm. So imagine the, how long it will take and how many yeah. people you'll need to push to that yeah. level. So. <laughs> That's immense to think yeah. about. Mm-hmm. But the money is higher as well. Right. And there's a so, lot of money in video games. Yeah, there. that's probably the biggest industry. Mm. And it's insane. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't play video games, but I have three children that do. Yeah. They do. They're and all of them. love right. it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. And yeah. they're just absolute money spinners too, you know? Mm. Yeah. Every five so minutes they're, they're asking to spend more money on V-Bucks or whatever uh, it is, you do, know? Do, do they buy like, a, I don't know, upgrades or you know, oh, yeah, character the, skins? Yeah, the next versions <laughs> and, um, yeah, skins is yeah, a big yeah, one. Yeah, 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 skin. If they're in Fortnite mm-hmm. or like, right, I, can, yeah. I can't even remember all the different things, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I'm just like straight over my head. I know. <laughs> I, I'm so glad I got out when I could <laughs> yeah. in gaming. Yeah. I got out of PlayStation 2. Oh, wow. That was my level. I was into mm-hmm. gaming in a big mm-hmm. way, but I got out of it. So my 11-year-old is now desperate for a PlayStation 5. Oh, wow. It's coming out. Yeah. See, yeah. that just, like, PlayStation 2 was brilliant for me. You still <laughs> had the CDs you put in. Yeah. weren't connected to anything, yeah. just a computer. Yeah. And this, a lot, and Lara Croft, mm. Tomb Raider, it was like, that's my level, bouncing around, cool. And I see some of the gameplay oh now. Oh, my gosh, it's insane. And I'm like, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's wonderfully okay. immersive, and it's so adaptive, just tricking so your sensitive of going... Oh, that that looks like wind and and whatever. It's just like wow, and I'm going. I'm so glad I don't have it because I'll mm. be like this. It's addictive. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so into it. But saying that though, like <laughs> game and what we call it, social media, um, him, he, you know, human level connections emerging mm. now. So mm. right now, you, you would think that teenagers are just playing game. They no, know, but socialize. they're connecting. They are socializing with yeah. their 100%. friend in the virtual world. Yeah, which. Something you know that we, if we you know, if you're not do. part of it, you can't understand it. Yeah, that's exactly what our what our kids are doing online. Yeah. They're connecting with their friends, yeah. and you hear them just cracking up and cracking mm. jokes, and they're yeah. all they're gaming, but they're yeah. playing with their mates. Yeah, mm. it's so weird. That's yeah. the whole Call of Duty stuff where you can like yeah. create guilds as well yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a different world. 
We're yeah. getting old now. You can, say, you can tell when you're getting old when you start going, look, back world. in my day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any questions to ask each other or things? I'm going to grab some chocolate. Oh, I, I did. When I was like, I, I noticed that you've been, you know, like uh, in the HR business for pretty much. My whole career. Your whole career. <laughs> um, well, yes. So my question was like, what makes you, you know, interested in HR? Mm. It's funny because I'm in HR, but I feel like I'm more a business person now than an HR person. Mm -hmm. So I'm, my wheels spin about, you know, the opportunity and thinking about EX Design School, for example, I love what we do and I love what mm -hmm. we teach and love the methodology behind it. But I'm also so excited about the business opportunity and learning about digital marketing and learning about product and learning about global markets and mm -hmm. brand. And I, I love all that stuff. So I feel like... Um, it's just stayed so interesting for me because there's always a business challenge that goes along with it. Oh. Yeah, I, I just love what I do. <laughs> I have to kind of, you know, force myself to stop working at night, really, still. Um, and I just It's hard when you like something. Yeah. And it's called work. I know. And you're like, well, if it's not work because I like it, what do you call it? I know. Mm. It's, well, it's, I mean, it's a lifestyle now for you, right? It's a total yeah. lifestyle. And, yeah. I, and I just surround myself with awesome people. Mm. And so... You know, communicating with awesome people all the time, yeah. getting, you know, really excited with them because we see the opportunity together. Mm -hmm. and, you know, what's not to love? It's just yeah. so good. Yeah, and creating something from nothing. I, I really love that as well. So, mm. yeah. And and also, like, is it challenging? I mean, it must be. But like, to you know, to have three young children while running the business. And also, like, start a new business on top of it. I mean, I would say that I literally have the best mm. husband in the world. Um, mm. He is amazing. And without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I can do. He's, um, and we've been together for about 21 years now. So, yeah, long term Congrats. and real sort of teamwork. Mm -hmm. He might say that I'm a bit of a useless team player at times, but <laughs> it's a team. <laughs> um, and we have to have constant discussions mm. around the roles we play because we've got three really busy boys and and busy businesses so yeah it's, mm. it's lots of communication and it's mm -hmm. not always easy it's definitely not always a walk in the park but um yeah it is it is hard I think the biggest thing is I you know I probably miss out on a lot of the kids stuff and I have mm. missed out and I find it really hard to I don't like the word balance because I don't think there's ever such a thing but have the right blend mm. um because I'm so passionate about what I'm doing work-wise, but I also obviously adore my children and adore my husband. So it's just, you know, it's always a challenge to get that, that mm. blend right. But I'm, mm. what I'm realising is that actually they need, me na they need me more now than they ever have. Yep. So when they were little and babies and stuff, it was actually a lot easier. You could, you know, work mm. a lot and they don't really notice, whereas now they notice if you're not present. That's true. And yeah. they need you to be there when they need you there for that conversation about things related to growing up, you know. So... Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I think the next five years are particularly going to be quite challenging and interesting. And I love it, though. It's the best job being a mum. Yeah. I'm fascinated because you've got three boys, right? Yeah. And I'm one of three boys. <laughs> oh, wow. Where are you? <laughs> Where do you think I am? Oh. Mm. For some reason, I'm picking youngest. Okay. Okay, I'm part of three boys as well. Are you? Fascinating. Mm. Where are you? Oh, I'm eldest. picking mm. eldest. Yeah. Where are you? Youngest. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I got that right. <laughs> and we've noticed, that? yeah, we've noticed <laughs> each other. Like, I well, picked that. Yeah. I totally yeah, picked that. 
That's, that's, <laughs> I didn't know so that you funny. had two. Yeah, I got two older boys, uh, two yeah. older brothers, sorry, yeah. and you wow. got two younger brothers. Two younger brothers, yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Well, ours are, so the eldest is just about to turn 13. I've got an 11-year-old, so they're really close, and then an 8-year-old. Oh, okay. So a couple of years than, between. All oh, within four nice. and a half years, yeah. And yeah. Um, they definitely have roles, the eldest, middle, and youngest. There is absolute <laughs> roles there, right? Well, there's a lot close. I'd be intrigued how close you are with your brothers no, in terms of Not close at all. It's like we're six years apart. Six, six. Oh, oh, wow. So me and the youngest one is 12 years apart. Wow. So that means yeah, we're one generation jump, apart. Like he's Gen yeah. Z, um, I'm millennial. And, you know. Yeah, that's wow. very different. Yeah. Oh, my very gosh. Different are you, are you close with him? Not really because I left the country oh, yeah. when he was three or four. Well, the youngest one was, and mm. then the, the middle one was 10. So I'm pretty close to the middle one, but again, like not as close like, you know, the normal mm. brothers. Yeah, they're still in Burma they're, as well? they're still in Burma. Yeah. They came here, they don't like it, they, go, oh, they went really? back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got a really important question for both of you then. How close are you to your mums? Because it stresses Larry. me out. Are you? Yeah. Oh, that's good. What about you? Oh, actually, um, I call my mum like every second day. Oh, yes. <laughs> Because honestly, I cried so much when I was having my third son. I desperately wanted a daughter. Um, but I, I my mum swears by that she never wanted a daughter. She was so happy there was oh, three that's boys, so good. and she still does what you will probably do. My boys. Yeah, mm. no, they're my boys. My boys. Sure. Yeah. Comes out my boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we've so, yeah. got a very well, I'm very you know close relationship with the three. It's so Especially nice yeah, to hear three, that you're both close yeah. to your mums and three boys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, special family. Yeah, I mean, boy, go through phases, right? You know, there will be time that you know, oh yeah. yeah mom is like oh my god you know yeah. <laughs> but up, you know yeah. but yeah as you get older you, you started to realize that yeah. what's important so. yeah. yeah yeah but it's really odd because my brothers are really close right. because there's uh one year and two days between them mm. and then there's 18 months between me and my middle wow. so we were sequential growing yeah. up in in mm. school years that's so really which tight. is really yeah really mm. close and yeah. it meant that i never got bullied properly yeah, yeah absolutely so i always had two brothers <laughs> yeah. who were literally you know, really close. It's like, yeah. oh, don't, don't let Emmy's watching his brother. Yeah, cool. Um, but equally, though, I was then, and you might see this not so much with you in this terms. This, and I was then by the teachers going, oh, you're Simon's, Simon's brother, brother, whatever. Oh, yeah. So you're going to be good at, mm, and it's like straight away expectation. You've got an identity already. I, yeah. Our youngest found that because our two elder boys are now at a different school, and his first so few still, days. Yeah at school by himself with no big brothers, he was literally hyperventilating. He was so upset. Because mm-hmm. he is just, and he's so close with his brothers. Like, he literally sleeps in one of their beds every night. <laughs> he just loves his brothers. He's obsessed with his brothers. He doesn't even go to sleepovers. Like, he just wants to be with his brothers all oh. the time. So it That's took him true. about a week to settle yeah. in without his big brothers there, oh, yeah. Fascinating. I've, I've got a question for you, actually. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, like, your vision for the future of your company, because you're about six and a half years in, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, six and a half years, yeah. what's next? What's, where will you be in 10 years? Um, so the vision is, is to build a global brand. So, you know, oh. although we start from the Wellington, and there's H headquarters in the Wellington, but I, I see the opportunity that, like, we can work with any talent yeah, around the world. Mm. So there's no point of like stricting ourselves to work with talent, you know, in Wellington. Um, you know, I mean, if we have talents here, yeah, we will work with them, but yeah. we shouldn't be limited ourselves. So the, I see it as a, like a Fox Singles, a brand that people can access globally. Awesome. You know, which means we can work with the client, any part of the world, 
and also we can be in any part of the world and the yeah and project will get delivered so, good. so that's my goal of achieving that at the same time of course you know, utilizing the technology and yeah. uh, keep evolving ourselves so that we find our niche and like we corner a market if you can think of something you're like oh these guys are really good so that's where mm -hmm. we want to be yeah. uh, we want to be um, yeah like a trendsetter in the industry so that's that's my goal which means I cannot do it alone I have to pretty much like um, nurture the young talents and yeah. you know like bring yeah find the talents of who, who is the next person that you know mm -hmm. um, can help me make the vision happen awesome. way. yeah how about you <laughs> Um, I mean, EX Design School is like my next big opportunity mm -hmm. and um, I have huge aspirations for that now. Like, um, I want it to be a global thing. So yeah, cool. a really big community with mm -hmm. thousands and thousands and thousands of employee experience designers around the world. Nice. So it's a big challenge. I've got some amazing people that I'm working with um, to bring the next version of the product to life and, um, yeah, watch this space. I think the other thing is just... Personally, I feel like this is a really interesting time. So I'm like just turned 41. Mm. So, you know, I'm in my 40s now. I feel, feel like this might be my best decade yet. You know, I just feel like that oh, yeah. whole internal confidence and being through the startup phase, mm. you know, I feel like I kind of, I'm a bit more confident in my own self and who mm. I want to be. And my kids are at an awesome age. They're not so dependent. Like they're yeah. little, cool little humans. So I'm um, just really excited about my overall life in this next 10 years yeah that's so cool yeah i think i can relate to like somehow like tying in the achievement or doing something to you know the age as well because yeah. mm. one of the reasons i started my company because i turned 30 i was like if i don't do it <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah. those you know? milestones do give but you a yeah. kick up the bum a little bit exactly. into action right now like, i can still fail and start <laughs> another one or yeah. do something else yeah, because yeah, i have time right. for it like i have 10 years to Try something, learn from the mistake mm. and whatever. You know, I mean, I have more years still, but sure. that was the one of the reasons that make me started oh, it. I was like, if I don't do it, you know, in my thirty, when would I do it? Why fox though? Mm. What's with the fox? Significance so, of the fox? Because um, fox is like a very um, magical creature, like you know, very smart, cunning, yes. and also like quick. don't <laughs> quit thinker. So. Uh, yeah, I just do like Fox. I mean, my nickname is Firefox, so so it's right, come from okay. that. And then I didn't uh, know that. Right, I right. was like, Fox and Co is a Co is an important part of the company yeah. because you know I cannot do things alone. I need mm. Co, mm. you know, like uh, to collaborate. You know, who are yeah. the, my team? So that that was a brand behind it. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. I, lo I love the Fox on your jumper. It's so cute. Yeah. So foxes are cute. They are, mm. and your little insignia fox that does that. So yeah. cool. Galloping Reminds fox. Reminds me almost like a little beautiful. squirrel or something. It's so cute. Yeah, yeah. it's mm. so, so well done, the animation. Obviously, that's what you guys yeah. do. I but know, I'm you just hope saying. it would be good. Do you, it, think, do you think as we get older as well, we just actually care less about what other people kind of expect from us too? And yeah. How are you feeling, DK? Like, what's ahead for you? I honestly don't know. I'm at a really weird point in a good way of my life of mm. not really giving too many fucks about, you know, <laughs> the perception of, like, i got to have a career and shit. Like, yeah. I'm 46 now. Yeah. I'm getting on. And, you uh, don't look 46. You don't look 46 you. Yeah. You can come back. Yeah. Yeah. You can come back. The others, 
But you, thank and you. And also neither do you. Excuse me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just learned that I was like surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I suppose age does come with some uh, dropping of the guard of expectations mm, um, of like career and and assets mm. and whatever things. And actually, I'm not that interested in like you know making a billion dollars and all that. Yeah. I'm just really down with human experiences at the moment. I love that. That's and, so and seeing how I can amplify what I've learned in the last 25 years of my career mm. into that real life has more bandwidth idea that mm. I got going on in my brain of mm. going right. I've done the technology stuff. Cool. Mm. Um, I'm not that interested in it mm. anymore. But I am interested in connecting humans. And these, you know, this is an example of that. But how do I not amplify this? How do I keep doing this, but take another route and yeah. bring together humans in a, in a, and I've been working on this idea about gathering humans effectively. You know, meetings are a kind of a failed experiment mm. that we've continued with. You know, it's, it's, we'd, we've kept on doing the wrong things right there. That's all when it comes to meetings. Yeah, right? Right. It's yeah. like, you know, there's no 90 degrees in nature. Stop sitting in these 90 degree shapes and yeah. stuff. And, but there's a lot of historical kind of ways of bringing people together that we don't do anymore. The round so tables. There's this, right? But also it's like, how do you converse? How do you devolve responsibility away from the, the leader to a yeah. more of a natural conversation yeah, thing? Um, so that, yeah, for me, it's like, how can I keep adding value? Um, be a less quiet on my ego side mm. uh, because you know I've learned only recently how much my ego gets in a way and, and oh. I don't feed my spirit enough mm -hmm. and it's unveiling the spirit first and then figuring out what that means and then feeding it properly. I, I love that so much because I think we're all on a journey with that yeah. stuff around mm. the ego and how that gets the way, in the way and having our identity so linked to the extrinsic and yeah. you know our brands and that sort of stuff yeah. and uh, a really good friend asked me on the weekend, actually, you know, what are you hoping for in terms of the gears to come after my birthday? And I was thinking, the first two words that came to mind, it so, sounds really cheesy, but it's that inner peace, you know, mm. stop the kind of negative words that, like, about what people care about mm. and, and just, just be really happy in kind of who I am and what I'm achieving and in my small family unit and in the little things that I do every day. And yeah. I think if you can achieve that, then that's everything. Yeah, quietening the bastard mm, brain, as I totally. call it. Because this brain doesn't do as much good, the <laughs> no. internal dialogue, it's the odd things. And yeah. I, I got a friend who used to, who does, still does a lot of coaching, and uh, she, she had this beautiful phrase of, if your brain was an external person, and it, that person spoke to you like your brain speaks to you, you'd punch them in the face. Or you certainly wouldn't be friends with them. Because yeah. it's like, excuse me, I'm trying yeah. my best, you're, and you're yeah. still having a go. It's like, yeah. So we have to externalize our little dialogue and then we separate the ego from the spirit and we become mm. more conscious, yeah. more conscious of, of that us. stuff. Yeah. And I'm really trying my best at the moment to yeah. understand that mm. and then apply it. And it's yeah. getting a little doing bit heavy, work. but I'm just doing the internal work. Mm. But I really love the, the to, to tie it all together. The f the phrase from Ram Das is this kind of old kind of dude who's uh, not with us anymore, but he, he a lot of psychedelics and trips and you know he <laughs> led dude and he came out with Be Here Now, which is a beautiful book about you know being conscious of what you got, mm. being mindful. Mm. But his his other saying, which I love, is we're all walking each other home. And that is an essence mm. to embody. We're all walking each other home here. 
So it's just like, look after each other a little bit more, be yeah. nice to each other and let that come through in our kindness and compassion. We're all walking each other on, cool. you know? That's so nice. Very nice. That's why I'm, I'm focused. Yeah. Trying, I'm trying. <laughs> Love it. Because it's an attempt. Speaking of ego, have you read the book, um, Ego is Your Enemy? No. Who, who By Ryan that? Holiday, I think. Okay. Yeah. Have you obviously read it. What was the yeah. big takeaway for you? Well, big takeaway is that everybody has ego and you're just not aware of it. Yeah. So sometimes, like, somebody say, especially in the creative industry, you know, like, they be mm. like, that doesn't look right. And because we do it, we're like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but if you just take away your self out of it, like, yeah. they'd be like, okay, why? You know, what is mm. not, why are we not, what is right. not right to you? And sometimes, like, just in the conversation, you realize that, oh, okay, he just, that person just wants to change. Yeah. That's all. That. It's not so much of a, mm. this thing looks like you. a total. Yeah. But it's just that people don't know how to communicate it, mostly. And, and also, yeah, like, you know, because of ego, you make mm. a lot of bad decisions. Just, you know, like, especially yeah, yeah. when you look at some movie, like, um, who would it be? Well, um, Great Gatsby, for example. Okay, yeah. You know, like, richest guy in town, and because of that, he just, one moment, just yep. downhill, and, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the, I Perfect. mean, yeah. the good example of how bad ego is, but, yeah. I mean, sometimes it just, yeah, like, I'm not saying I don't have, I have a huge ego, you know, as a creative, but sometimes, yeah, it just really gets in your way for yeah. worse. Mm. Right and good. So, but we, we touched on something as well there, ego and communication, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we've got an ego, but we also affect the egos mm. of other people so quickly exactly. in our communication, mm. all that mm. layer of, uh, yeah. in terms of you no know, nuance. And I'm like bringing this all around uh, because I'm aware of time and aware mm. of your time and being gracious with mm. it. Uh, like finishing up with maybe a question around like, what is your big, um, what's the big thing you're going to take away from this conversation? What are you going to tell other people about, in other words, communicate on? I'll go first. I have, I've loved this. I love the round table. <laughs> but I also just love, it sounds terrible, but like phones down and just being you super see, present okay. in the yeah. conversation with yeah. two people for 90 minutes. I can't remember the last time I did that. Right, okay. Yeah. So I'm very, you know, I find that really challenging mm. to kind of just be mm. super present. And did you find a challenge for you? Like, no, did you feel at no, any point I, going? I've loved it. I've loved it. So I, what, yeah. what I'm taking away is um, just the joy of conversation. And, yeah. you know, I haven't really got to know you very well. Yeah, same. So we bump into each nice. other. Yeah. At really all nice. the events and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. Really nice no, to connect same. and get to know you a bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Thanks, DK. Mm-hmm. You're, You're awesome. Yeah. What are you? What are you taking away? So what I enjoy is like, I got to learn a bit more about Roundtable. Mm-hmm. So I did a bit of research on like, you know, how you bring in two different people from different backgrounds yeah. and make them talk. Mm. And that's really awesome. Mm. You know, um, I, don't know, I don't know why we don't do that quite often, like mm. not just here. Mm. You know, like, like a, yeah. yeah. So sometimes like, I, I don't know, I have a limited belief that Oh, you know, if you're from a different industry, like maybe we might not have a commonality. Yeah. But I just learned the first three minutes that we have a lot in common. Yeah, like, totally. None of us read book for leisure, yeah. and we only read business books. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we need to start reading. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's a, yeah. a huge commonality. You I'm know? sure we've read a lot of the same books. Though. Yeah, I'm mm. pretty sure. We can do that. We can share the book and <laughs> yeah. share the yeah, note on the books. Mm. Um, and also, you know, learn a bit more about you. Like, I, I just, 
know you at the events and stuff, and you know, mm. now I feel like I know you more. Mm. It's okay. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Right back at you. Thank you. What are Thank you going to take away? Yeah, what's your takeaway? My chocolate. I'm going to take my chocolate. <laughs> we might have to gobble it up. Yeah, fair <laughs> one. I, th I think just uh, to echo your, your uh, sentiment about just, mm. the, this gives me an excuse, mm. really. It's mm. an excuse or mm. reason then to sit down with people I want to sit down with. Because mm. yeah. everybody I've invited, I kind of know <laughs> yeah, in yeah. some cool. context yeah. or other. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we haven't had a reason then to sit down properly, whether we be yeah. too busy or mm. jumping off doing something else, you know. And way leads on the way, right? So we usually depart and don't come mm. back very often. But this is, yeah, big. I, I love doing this and so cool. even this is my third one today and I'm still energized by it, right? Third one and today? Yeah, I yeah. Know. Oh, wow. It's epic. So we've, I, I feel like and usually it's the last one yeah, you yeah. kind of just drag yourself yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's been like riveting. Cool, it's man. been engaging. It's been like I want to know more. I wanted to go on for twice as long, but I also mm. promised you that it would be about this time. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, actually. And thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> That was Creative Welly episode 23. I do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you haven't signed up already, please sign up via creativewelly.com. We've got all the ways you subscribe and get the audio and video podcast of this courageous conversation with bold humans. Again, big shout out to our video producer, John O'Tucker from Empire Films and David Hamilton from Flash Dog Studio, who, without whom sorry, this wouldn't be possible. So keep having courageous conversations with bold humans and we'll be back with another episode very soon.